Hello everyone, this is the host of the most, Paul Van Dam. We are here with our brand new friends here at Don Juan Cafe. We'd like to promote them. They're on 24 East Tennessee Street in Baldensville, New York. Give them a call, 315-303-0308. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Pumpkin 101 Podcast with Walt and Brian. And we're good. All right, so we're ready to roll, rock and roll. We're ready to rock and roll. Welcome right. back, everybody. This is Brian. That's your cue, Walt. And this is the main man himself, Walt Van Dam. We having some technical difficulties there, Brian? Just a little bit. It might be... It might be just the Facebook, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it could be. It was, sounds like kind of robotic there. Like, remember that TV show Buck Rogers, that little robot that went beep, 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 Sounds like, kind of like that. Ah, that's also... Or be- maybe that's before your time. Well, uh, no, no, no. It's, it's still in my time, but I also have the air conditioning on, you know? Oh, it's not that hot out, I don't think. No, I'm in the car. I'm in the car. I got the windows rolled up. My next door neighbor is building a table and he's running a table saw. So I'm trying to make sure I don't have any um, extra background noise. Oh, okay. So now we sound a lot better. There we go. So now I, we got what, five subscribers? We do. Okay, let me go on a little rant here. To those five subscribers, thank you very much. You made a smart decision because you were going to be listening to the greatest podcast in the known universe. The Nighthawk, Brian. The main man, Walt Van Dam. The, oh, Kendra's looking at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> she could join Which us. I am. Actually, you know what? Kendra could join us on this one because you want to talk? we're going to be talking about uh, wrestling. Yeah. Well, okay. First, before we before we get on a little wrestling rant, I want to talk to you about something I was checking out yesterday. What's that? Have you have you ever heard of the world's hottest gummy bear? I have not. Okay. It's you know what Scoville units are. I'm assuming. Yes, they. I yes. Okay. Um. The hotter, uh, the smaller the pepper, uh, the hotter it is. Um, the most dangerous pepper right now out there is the ghost pepper. Right. And there's, well, and there's the Carolina Reaper. That one's really, really hot. Well, like one million Scoville units can literally burn your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Little Nitro, that's the name of the world's hottest gummy is 9 million Scoville units. Oh, man. I can, I can see someone just eating one gummy bear in about an hour and a half later screaming it burns. Oh, man. So what you have to do is you can't chew it. You have to put it in your mouth. And they have YouTube videos of knuckleheads doing this because they guess people are so bored they're doing this. Put it in your mouth for two minutes without chewing it and just deal with the pain. Wow. And you know what? You know what's cool, though, Brian, watching these big old tough men. Yeah, yeah, I'm tougher than anything. And then you see them put that in their mouth and they're going, Mommy, it hurts. Crying like a baby. Yep. So, all right, so you want to talk about wrestling, so let's talk about wrestling. Let me ask you this. When did you first start getting into it? Well, let's see. I was in a foster home when I first saw wrestling. 
and I couldn't understand what was going on. You have to understand, I was only five or six years old, okay? And I didn't understand what was going on until my foster brother showed me a cartoon version of wrestling. It had Hulk Hogan, Superfly, Jimmy Snuka. Do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling that came out around the five eighty six. Exactly. Let me let me backtrack a minute because you said you were five years old and didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I'm almost fifty and I still don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> to be honest with you. So, but still, you know, what I'm saying though. So, so basically, I really didn't get started into it until I got adopted, and that's when my dad was watching it. And then from there, he was switched from uh, from WWF. We're going to call it WWF at the moment, all right? Switch right, from there. Right. Switch from there to what would be now WCW. Okay, so this is probably the late '80s. This will be the WCW. Go ahead. This will be the late '80s because um, when I started to get into it with my dad, um, he used to watch. There was the Four Horsemen. There was Jim Cornette yep. and the Midnight Express. There were the Road Warriors and their heyday. Yep. And then from there, when we were watching WWF, at that time, Hulk Hogan was the biggest thing. Andre the Giant passed before my time. No, not passed. Andre the Giant just wasn't there. Okay? There was Macho Man. Yeah, he was... Yep. And then from there... The first tag team I remember was the Demolitions when they came out almost looking like Kiss. Axe and Smash, yeah. They were really huge back in the late 80s. For the longest time, they held the longest reign for World Tag Team Champs. See? So, you know. So, you know, that's how far back that I could remember uh, wrestling. I'm about right there with you, Brian. I was a lot older. I was um, about 13, and I started watching. My dad was watching Saturday Night's main event, and I seen this wild guy like waving <clears throat> his arms around. It was George Animal Steel. Remember him? I remember him. Now, for all you people out there who don't know who this guy is, he was a wrestler who was bald, but his whole back and chest were all hair. He had a green tongue, and he'd go, hey, you, and he'd chew the turnbuckles. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the bushwhackers licking everybody? Yep. Yeah, you know what's funny about them? is um Before they came to WWF, there were a team called the Sheep Herders. Really? And they were really, yeah, they were really, really respected. I can't remember what organization they wrestled for, but, yeah, they were always known as um, Butch and Luke, I think. But yeah, and then they came to the WWF and go, yeah, yeah, they were crazy. So here's what I have discovered about the wrestling corporation, which I did not know until I started watching behind the scenes. Okay, when I was, hang on a second, sorry, got a call coming in, got a call coming in, as you can obviously tell. No, 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 no. It's just a scam. Hang on. All right, we're still going. Sorry about that, folks. Um, okay, so here's what I have discovered. I've been watching a lot of behind the scenes, okay? 
as a kid growing up, yeah. I thought it was real. Okay? I thought it was real. If I had a dollar. I Okay, as a kid growing up, I thought yeah, it was real, yeah. okay? I discovered it was not real when I hit in my teenage years. No big deal, right? Now, lately on Facebook, I've been watching behind the scenes. I did not know that they actually have the match already set up and, you know, and they and they talk each other through the moves and everything and who will win and not. And how long did it take before you found out Vince McMahon was the boss? Uh, well, I did not know he was the boss until uh, late 90s. You know what I'm saying? And the 1990s? Yeah, and in the 1990s. Well, what's really funny is this, though. Here's something very funny, though. The company actually belongs to his father, and his father actually abandoned him and his mother years ago, and Vince decided to find his father, and then they something happened, and he's now in charge of WWE. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, so here's a little history for you there, Brian. You might know this already, but even if you know this, a lot of people listening to this podcast might not. So before Vince McMahon Jr. bought the WWF from his father in 1983, um, wrestling was pretty much oriented in different sections. Like they'd have wrestling exclusively in Florida, in Texas. WWF was mainly the North the Northeast, like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, areas like that. Right. So, and there was like an unwritten rule. There was an unwritten rule you, that you could borrow wrestlers for other territories, but you couldn't invade other territories. Like Vince, if Vince was stationed in the Northeast, he couldn't go down South to promote WWF down in Texas and all that. Right. So, that was an unwritten rule, but, but when Vince McMahon got the company, you know how Vince is, he's like, screw it, I'm taking over the world. So basically, that's what happened. He got Hulk Hogan, got Piper, got a whole bunch of wrestlers from all over, and tried shutting every other business out. Which he... And quite a few of them went out. Quite a few of them went out, and then from there, when he turned around and bought ECW, that really hurt whoever owned that one. Well, it was Paul Heyman, but, um, well, you got to think he bought WCW and then he, uh, purchased the rights to ECW the same year. Right. Which was 2001. Well, here's what I, here's what I'm learning about Vince McMahon. In real life, he, he actually is an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no. Uh, yeah. Cause he kind of, um, he, um, he also likes to do practical uh um he likes to do practical jokes where it almost gets people into trouble um reason why i said that because um believe it or not though if you look at the facebook of videos i'm finding a lot of stuff about the wwe um mcmahon who likes jokes um you remember the coach right yeah oh jonathan coach yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, jonathan coachman right 
Um, yeah, driving coach. Mc, Vince McMahon convinced Coach to do a pool on the wrestlers for the WrestleMania, right? As okay. a practical, as as a practical joke, he had Coach arrested. Really? For betting. Yep. For what? For illegally gamble. Wow. Uh huh. As a joke. Nope. Wow. Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, well, you know. Right, so that's what he did, right? And then from there, um, Coach was saying, you know, as they're arresting him and they took him in the car and they were halfway to the police station, they get a call saying, ha ha, it's a joke, and they let him go, and he was not a happy camper. Wow. Yeah. McMahon. Wow, that's kind of. Vince McMahon is not a saint. And he's not a good guy. He's just an all-around dick. He's, yeah. But, you know. He's a businessman, okay? He is a smart. What's that? He is a businessman, okay? And he is a very smart one. Don't get me wrong, okay? As a human being, I just don't like him. See, because I'm kind of conflicted on it because I, obviously we never met him, but I'm thinking of, look at how many times he's helped people out. Like Jeff Hardy, he's had problems with drugs. William Regal, and he's helped bring him to rehab and helped him get better. So he does have a good side to him. Okay. All right. Understandable. But here, then, in that case, here's my next question then. Why, why did him and Shawn Michaels screw Bret Hart? Oh, all right. Let's talk about this, okay? Let's I, talk. Because you, you watched that recently. I, I, I just watched that. And you did too, though, didn't you? Yes. That's now, my first question. Let's, let's go back a little bit, okay? Let's go back. And before we go on to this, it's <coughs> basically, so Bret Hart won the WWF world title in August of 97. He did. And Vince, Vince McMahon, wait, was it 97? Yeah, I'm not... 97, 97, I was right. And Vince McMahon was having financial troubles at the time because WCW was taking over. They were getting all the talents, they were getting Hogan. NWO was red hot. Wolfpack. So, I'm Wolfpack. That was, no, that was a little before the Wolfpack. That was, Wolfpack came around 98. Um, so I'm still Wolfpack. Brett. Nice. Um, so Vince tried to sign Brett to a contract, a long contract, and WCW offered Brett more money, and Vince was basically like, I'm struggling for money, WCW is offering you more, and Brett's like, okay, I'm going to go with WCW. But now there's a problem, because Brett still has a world title. What to do? So... You want to go? Do you know the rest of the story, Brian? Or well, what to do? They have a match against Sean Him and Shawn Michaels had a match, and if memory serves me correctly, I think it was like under five pinfalls or uh, either pinfall or submission at least five times. I think it's been many years since I saw this match. Okay, and. Well... Go ahead. Want me to go into detail about it? Yes, please, by all means. Okay, okay. 
Shawn Michaels was a dickhead at this time. He was a royal asshole. He still is. And yeah, well, no, he's actually changed a lot. But anyways, back then he basically he told Brett, he goes, I'm not going to get pinned to you. I'm not going to lose to you. And he just totally disrespected Brett Hart. So Brett Hart, obviously, he's like, screw you, Sean. If you're not going to lose to me, I'm not going to lose to you. I'm going to beat the shit so out of you. Vince me. wanted, right, Vince wanted Brett to lose the title at Survivor Series. And Brett had a problem with losing the belt to Sean. He would have lost it to almost anyone else, but he didn't want to lose it to Sean. And this is his hometown of, what was it? Canada. But it was Brett, Toronto, right? Yeah. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. Bring her in. So, Nina, bring her into the Canada podcast. All right. Here. She's here. Do you hear? Say hi. Hi. All right, okay. then. Let's go, then. So, um. Wait, hang on, Walt. Can you please tell our listeners who she is? Kendra, Kendra is my oldest child. She's my oldest daughter. Kendra, do you want to plug your new album that's on YouTube right now? Well, Kendra has a new album exclusively on YouTube called Broken Chains. It's under the it's under the name Kendi H on YouTube. She also has a podcast. What's the name of the podcast? Uh, Kendi H's Artist in the Making podcast. Um, it can be that? found on uh, Spotify currently. That's the main app I use for. So, see, it that's a tie for the second, the second greatest podcast in the world because Brian Zemanis is first, obviously. <laughs> but we're we're we're, <laughs> we're we're tied. So, anyway, so you got the whole story right now, though. So Brett's going to Survivor Series. What happened was Brett was doing a documentary called uh, "Wrestling with Shadows," right? And he had like his own his own film crew with him, and they recorded an audio conversation with Brett and Vince, and basically they were saying what the finish was was um, people were going to jump in and ruin the match. It was going to be disqualification, so it was going to—that's how it was going to happen. Right. So now is where it gets kind of touchy because I've heard Jim Cornette take credit for screwing over Brett. I've heard Vince Russo give credit for screwing over Brett, but when it comes right down to it, Vince gave the okay to screw Bret Hart over. Yes, because he so, he he told the yep. person to ring the bell. Bret Hart did yep. not tap out. He passed out under the no, sharpshooter. No, he didn't pass out. He didn't pass out? He, no, what happened? Go ahead, Kevin. If you go back and watch the match, he didn't pass out, and he was confused just as much as everybody else was. Yeah, so what happened was the plan was Shawn Michaels was supposed to get him in the sharpshooter. And Brett he did. was supposed to grab Shawn, trip him up, and get him in the sharpshooter, and then people were going to jump in the ring, break it up, and there was going to be disqualification. Right. Vince flipped it around. He flipped it around. He told the referee, Earl Habner, when Shawn gets Brett in the sharpshooter, ring the bell so it looks like Brett submitted. Right. And that, so I know Shawn Michaels knew about it. Earl Hebner knew about it. I, 
He didn't tell everyone because I know um, Bruce Pritchard didn't know about it. You know who Bruce Pritchard is? No, I do not. Brother Love. Brother Love. Okay, Brother Love. Got it. So, yeah, he told the referee, and the referee did not want to do it because Earl Hebner was friends with Brett. He liked Brett a lot. And Vince is like, look, is Brett going to pay you after this? You're going to have a job after this? So That's dirty. Yeah, that was dirty. So that's what happened. Sean put the sharpshooter on him. Earl Hebner rang the bell. And if you look at the footage, Earl ran out of there fast. Because he knew. And uh, Yeah, oh, yeah, he knew. And Shawn Michaels knew, too, but he pretended like he didn't. Right. He lied to Brett and said, oh, I didn't know. Right. And that's when Brett, that's when Brett took a very long shower got dressed, and punched out Vince. And The Undertaker was pissed, too, I heard. Yeah, Undertaker didn't know about it. He didn't know about it because he was like, what's going on? So, yeah, he was. a lot of people were pissed. I was, I was shocked. I wasn't really... Well, that's tough, you know, because... Well, well, the other reason why I say about McMahon being a dick, because let's go back... 10 years, maybe 20 years, okay? Remember the whole steroid scam with Hogan and Macho Man and they had to go to court? Yes. And, okay, and Hogan said in court, yes, this is true. McMahon had us up us up with with, uh, with, uh, with, um, uh, steroids, right? And McMahon threw Hogan... And a lot of other wrestlers underneath the bus. Yes, he had a doctor in his employee that administered steroids to Hogan, uh, Piper, I'm sure Warrior. I don't know the whole list, but but you got to think also back then it was a different time back in. This happened in the early 90s, a steroid scandal. But before that, there wasn't, like, very strict regulations on steroids. Like, in the 70s and 80s, it just was common practice. Right. So when this... Go ahead. But what I'm trying to say is this, okay? If McMahon's neck is on the line, he's not doing anything but to save himself. Yeah, absolutely. He's trying to he's trying to save his company. You're right. He didn't. When it boils down to it, his company's always going to come first, no matter what. Right. So, because he's, I can't say he screwed over Hogan because Hogan didn't really want to leave at the time, anyways. Uh, he definitely screwed Brett. There's no doubt in my mind he screwed Brett. All right. So. You're not going to leave Vince McMahon alone for a minute, okay? Because, you know, you and I, that horse is beaten to death, right? So, here is what I, so here's my question for you. Okay, 80s, 90s, 2000, and today, name me the four top wrestlers of each era. Of each era? Uh Uh-huh. Wow, that's going to be tough. All right, let's 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 slow down. All right, I'll I'll do a list and you do a list, okay? That's okay. We can right, do that. So we'll start. Kendra, Kendra will do. All right, Kendra, you want in on this? Eighties, nineties, two thousands, and two thousand and tens. 
2020 is still early, so that really don't count. Right. 2000, right, okay. Um, the four, the 80s. The 80s. Okay, here is my list. Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Okay. And then from there, my last one, who actually made a name for themselves, I would say Earthquake. For eight, wow. Okay, here's here's that. My, let me give you something to think. That to think. okay, okay. That is on the WWE side. I still have my I'm a WCW side. Oh, you were gonna do four from? Yes. Well, I thought you meant like four in general. Okay, if I'm gonna do four in general, it would be Hogan, Macho Man, Ric Flair, and Sting. Ooh. <laughs> I'm trying to think. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know I'm going to go for Flair in the 80s. Obviously, I, I can't Flair. think of Hogan in the 80s. Warrior didn't really start. He really hit in the early 90s. That's when he won the WWE title. Right. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. who Piper was a big name in the 80s. Piper was huge back in the 1980s. Hey, hey, Piper was um, huge. Macho Man, definitely. Yes, but, Roddy Roddy Piper was especially huge with his beef against Mister um, T. Now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ramble on here, but there was a lot of good wrestlers in the '80s that didn't really get the recognition they truly deserved. Like Tito Santana he in was, the '80s was uh, Steamboat. There's another one. Superfly. He's another one that got screwed. He's got screwed by Vince. Really. Yeah, Steamboat got screwed by Vince because he won the Intercontinental title. His wife was going to have a baby, so Steamboat wanted some time off. To go see his so, kid born, yeah. Yeah, so Vince said, nope, you're losing the title. So that's why Honky Tonk Man won the title. Because at first, Steamboat only wanted two weeks off. And... Then Vince said, nope, you're losing the title to Honky Tonk. So, anyways, we're getting off track. Superfly Snooker, definitely, definitely. Because he was he was really popular. You have to think, okay? Here, let me do a little history lesson for you, Brian. I'm In the early it. 80s, Bob Backlund was WWF champion. And he was pretty popular. But then when Snooker came on the scene... Everything changed. Um, Backlund became more like Howdy Doody. The fans were cheering Snooka. Snooka, before Hogan hit the scene in WWF, Snooka was huge. So it was, then Hogan took off, and that was pretty much it. Right. But I, I agree with you on Macho Man, too. Macho Man, he did things... Not many people really reckon, you know, no one ever jumped from the top rope to the outside of the ring before. No. So, but, okay, so, Kendra, do you have your four for the 80s? I think so. Okay, uh, Macho Man. Right. Piper. Ooh, good one. Flair. Of course, Flair. Uh, and would um, Jake the Snake Roberts count? Ooh, yes, he would. Nice. Yes, Jake the Snake I Roberts would count. Jake the Snake Roberts. He was the master of the DDT. And yes, and what I loved about Jake is his, the, the fear factor yes, 
like you gotta think it was he became he was dark, demented. The way he talked, he was evil, and that was really cool. Like this is before Undertaker, right? So, um, but that's a good list. I like that list. All right. So in the eighties on the WCW, it was Flair, uh, of course, again, right? Actually, no. Correction. Um, actually, WCW didn't technically exist until. 91 it was still called nwa but yes you're right okay you know what though you know what uh scratch that let's fast forward to 1990s okay okay 1990s i'm in germany well i was in germany till 93 okay undertaker first came out he scared the shit out of me all right first first time i ever saw uh, the dead man but still all right let's go from 90 to 98 how's that sound all right, four top wrestlers. All right, uh, four okay. top wrestlers. Uh, four top wrestlers that was very popular in the nineties. Um, okay, it was Triple H. Um, uh, not really. He was more two thousands, like, wasn't he? he hit, yeah. Um, Taker definitely. I uh, Taker was huge in the nineties. Okay, Taker, um, I take her, I'll Razor Ramon, Razor okay. Ramon. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who was popular in the 90s because I, re- because I saw a film when, I saw the film when Monday Night Raw went live and the crowd was so small, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this must have been around 95 or 94. Yes, so still. So you had Undertaker, you had Razor Ramon. Um, uh, God, Diesel and Shawn Michaels were the top four then, right? You forgot Brett. Brett was definitely in the top. Oh, that's right. Bret Hart was still wrestling. You're right, because yeah, he... That's when Brett became world champ. Yeah, because he quit in 96, didn't he? He he left WWF. Well, he he quit for a while in '96. He went to do um, TV shows and movies and all that. But he came back, and that's when he had a feud with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. So, all right. But fast forward to the 2000s. Hold on, hold on. Okay, Kevin, I didn't get that. My fault. I sorry. And where the hell was Doink the Clown on that list? You don't put Doink on the list? Doink and Dink? No, I'm kidding. It was a joke. No, 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 no. But still, yes, that's right. After this, though, you and I should actually talk about how McMahon started making some of his wrestlers be like heels. Um, Like like who? Like, like Bob Backlund was a great heel in the early 90s. Um, I, Bob Backlund... Hurricane and Rosie, of the superhero and sh- of, of the superhero and training. Holy superhero and training! Yeah, I remember that. That was awesome. All right, Kennedy, you got a list for the nineties? All right, I'll go first. Okay, Sting. You we forgot Sting. I forgot Sting. Because Sting was huge. Remember, he did the black and white, the crow gimmick. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he did the crow gimmick in the late nineties, didn't he? Yeah, that still counts though. But okay, even before that though, he was a world champion 
when he did the surfer dude thing with the bleach blonde hair and the yes and feud with yes and yeah, what's really what was really funny though is that I was watching a show called Thunder in Paradise. Do you remember that? It's a yes. Hulk Hogan TV show. He was on there. Sting was on there. Yeah, with Hogan, right? Yes, he was on there with Hogan as a guest. So I'm trying to think of my other three. I'm going to put Bret Hart there because he busted his ass in the night. He did. Bret, he was a fighting champ. <sighs> Shawn Michaels definitely showed the world what he was capable of. Um, and for my number fourth, uh, I'll say it, Kevin Nash. I'll say Kevin Nash because he was a world champion for a year in 95. And he also changed the wrestling thing because he went to WCW. Remember that? That was a huge ordeal. Yeah. With Scott Hall. And did you know... Then the movie Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles 2, at the very end of the movie, he played the Super Shredder. I did not know that. Yes. Wow. Huh. So what, do you have a bad knee and it popped and they beat the hell out of him? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're funny. Okay, Kendra. What's your list, Kendra? List? Yeah. Shawn Michaels, number one. I mean, uh, Undertaker. Stone Cold and Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Wow. I forgot about Mick Foley. I forgot about Mick Foley. That crazy guy. I forgot yeah, about he, Mick Foley. I can't believe that though, because he—that's the guy. Besides Terry Funk and Sabu, he's put his body on the line for that company more than anybody. See, here's what here's what I say. Terry Funk and Mick Foley invented. You want my opinion? Hardcore wrestling. They invented ECW. Um, That's my opinion. They were the I, pioneers of hardcore wrestling. I'll agree with that, but um, there's a lot of other people that were influential to, like the Sandman, who I... Um, this is before Sandman. This is before Sandman. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. This is before Sandman. Okay. If yeah, you want so to do hardcore do wrestling, if you, if you want to do hardcore wrestling, Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys. Yeah, Dudley's were, well, Dudley's were a main part of ECW back in the day. They were. So, okay, let's jump to the 2000s. 2000s, single wrestlers. The Rock. Good. He yeah. started becoming popular. Um, let's see. Who did I like? Okay, The Rock, Undertaker. Still, he was becoming very popular. Yeah. So was Kane. Ooh, nice. I, I wasn't even thinking about Kane, but you're right. Kane was pretty, yeah, big back then. And then from there, I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going to say Lita. Wow. Okay. Um, in a little while, we'll do like. Are a list, how about this, Brian, a list of the four best female wrestlers ever. But we won't do it now. We'll keep on with this. But I like that, though, because Lita was very influential. She was. And she was um, hot. For my fourth for the 2000s, you missed a big one, Triple H. 
I was going to get him towards... Uh, uh, Triple H was starting to become more popular like between 2008 and 2010, if you really think about it. Yeah, but he was still pretty big for them too. DX. Um, let me think. Cena? Yeah, he will... Yeah. I forgot about John Cena. Okay. Um, trying to think who else was big. Kurt Angle. You suck. Yeah, but Kurt Angle was big in the 2000s. You suck. Um, <laughs> big Show. Yeah. Um, and what are they? How many was that? Three? Yeah. I had Triple H, Kurt Angle, Big Show, and I want to say Edge. Edge was a good wrestler. He yeah, was very I good. Like that. I thought he was good. Edge was right, very good. Okay, Kendra's got her list, so here we go. All right. John Cena, the shirt off. With the shirt off. <laughs> you can't see him. All right, I'm sorry. The I didn't... Jericho. Nice. And Rey Mysterio. So. Wow. Okay, so. We... Okay, John Cena, uh, Chris Jericho, and, and Rey Mysterio, but I missed your fourth one. Edge. Edge. Okay. Okay, and you know another person we forgot? Who? Booker T. That's right, because Booker T. Uh, Booker T. made the transition from WCW to WWE, but still, you know, he was a good wrestler. Yes, and we can't include uh, Eddie Guerrero. We forgot about Eddie. Eddie Guerrero, DDP, Psycho Sid. Can't mention Chris Benoit. Oops. Okay. All right. So now, changing subjects a little bit. Now, okay. you and I have been wrestling, watching wrestling for a while. I can, and so far, and maybe it's just me, I only, I only seen two technical, two technical wrestlers that can make you tap out. One of them, as, as always, is Bret the Hitman Hart. Okay? Mm-hmm. The second one, the second one, I hate to say this, okay, and he passed away due to suicide. Suicide was Chris Benoit. How did you know? Well, how did I? What? How did I know you're gonna pick him? Yeah, because we were just talking about it. True, but still, you know, those are the two wrestlers that I've seen as as I was growing up that 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 that, that does technical stuff that will make you tap out. Kurt Angle as well, because he had that ankle lock. Once he got that on, you were pretty much done. Ah, see, I forgot about Kurt Angle and his ankle lock because he was a decent wrestler until he became a heel. Though I think he will. Though, can I tell you one thing, though? Honestly, though, I believe that Kurt Angle would also make a very good Lex Luthor. Sorry, getting off topic. Wow. Um... Yeah, yeah. If he was, yeah, I could see him doing that. <clears throat> oh, Superman! I got the kryptonite. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. I suck. I suck. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so let's go to 2010s. 2010. Um, I stopped watching. I stopped uh, of Christmas of 2010. But at that time, it would have been um, John Cena. Okay. It, it would have been Randy Orton. 
good. Yes, that's a good one. The Midge. The, yeah, the Miz. Yeah. The Miz. Sorry, the Midge. The Miz. That's all right. It's all right. Whoever. That's that's a tag team partner. The Midge. The Midge. <laughs> yes. He's a little midget. <laughs> and then from there, okay, she left wrestling, but I'm not sure she's still part of the 2000s. I want to say Nikki James. For the 2010s, that's funny you say that. That's one of Floyd's favorite female wrestlers. Really? Game. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, she was definitely in 2010s. Yeah. So she was a great wrestler. I thought she was excellent. She was. You know good. what we have in common? You know what we have in common with Mickey James? What? We all worked at the Olive Garden. Really? She, she worked at the Olive Garden? Olive Garden. That's yep. funny. Not ours, obviously, but she did work at the Olive Garden. That's she funny. Yeah. It would be even funnier if she said, back up, bro, give me your fucking soul. <laughs> all right, Ken, do you got a list? You want me to go first? 2010 to 2020. You got your list, or okay, I'll go. Um, I love Randy Orton. That was a good choice. He really defined the decade. Ugh. AJ Styles, even though he was an impact, he still was great. Hmm. Seth Rollins, I thought he was excellent. He still is. And we forgot about Sheamus. Uh, yep. Yeah, we did forget about Sheamus. Yeah, Sheamus was really good. What are they doing with Sheamus now? Not I don't really much of anything. Oh, boy. Okay, I could barely hear Kendra, though. She's going to talk. She needs to speak up. No, she will. Because I usually hand the microphone over to her. Here, uh, I'll give it to her. Supposedly, when Jeff Hardy returns, they're supposed to be putting him in a storyline with Sheamus. Oh, no. I know. That's what I'm thinking, too. Jeff Hardy has so many drug problems, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's sad. Him and Test. Do you remember Test? Yeah, Test. He died. Yeah. He passed away. Yeah. Brutus the yeah. Barber Beefcake. We forgot about him. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. You know who we forgot? Wow. Mr. Perfect. Two main ones. Mr. Perfect. Yes. And I was thinking Ravishing Rick Rude. I was just thinking about that, too. Two of the best in the day. Yeah. There's a lot we've forgotten, you know, because you got to think. There was other wrestling organizations that we've forgotten a lot about. Yes. Like, I know Kendra's going to hate this one. Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. I love Kevin Steen. Wow. But <clears throat> who else? Um, I know you probably don't know him, but was it Eddie... Oh, what the hell is his name? Eddie Edwards. Sorry, brain fart. Eddie Edwards. He wrestled in Ring of Honor. Now he's in Impact Wrestling. He's a great wrestler. He, I wish he would jump WWF. Or WWE. Wow. I'm having problems with psychedelics. You still there, Brian? I'm still here. I'm listening. Okay, Kendra, you got your list? Yeah, absolutely. NXT comes. Here we go. Okay, uh, Randy Orton. You ran the money with that one. The Miz, Andrade, and Adam Cole. Wow. There's some good ones. Except for one yeah. thing, though. Except for one thing, though. Well, you and I forgot one wrestler who actually who was very good in ECW, who also was really good 
in WWE. CM Punk. C- wow. Yeah, CM Punk. We forgot Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam. Man, I used to, I stole Rob Van Dam's last name when we did the radio back. I know. Walt Van Dam, whole effing show. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about the women wrestlers now. Okay. Now, this is going to be tough. If you can list the four best wrestlers in the past 30 years, it's going to be tough, I'm telling you, because we're going to miss a lot, but we'll talk about them. Who would you think of? Uh, let's see now. Sonny really wasn't a wrestler, and Sable wasn't really a wrestler. Not really, no. And the fabulous Moolah, uh, not really. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start from the '90s, and I'm gonna work my way up. Okay. Okay. We're gonna go with Trish Stratus. Okay. Lita. Okay. There's um, another great choice. Jacqueline. Ooh, definitely Jacqueline. Scary Sherry, remember that one? Sherry Martell. Okay, let me stop you right there for a minute. She, I'd really rank up close to the top because before all this women's revolution happened with Trish and Lita and Jacqueline, Sherry Martell was kicking butt and taking names. So, yeah, definitely Sherry. She's still on my list. Okay. Absolutely, mine too. Um, China, okay. China really redefined uh, women's wrestling. Yeah, she she was just a badass. China was awesome. Okay. All right. Let me throw. Uh, I'm gonna go back a little further now. Fabulous Moolah. She was legitimately tough, but from one of the stories I've heard about her, she was a pimp. she held a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. You oh, so you've heard about it too. <laughs> she was a pimp. <laughs> Pimping yeah, ain't easy. Her and Wendy the Godfather. Rickford. They must have been, you know, remember the Godfather? Yeah. Um Wendy Richter, I don't I know that's way but she was a great wrestler back in the eighties. Okay. Medusa Michelli. Do you remember Medusa? No, I don't remember Medusa Michelli. I remember Who's the girl, though, who, who's the woman who was with Bam Bam Bigelow? Luna Vachon. She was yes. freaky. She was, I've heard nothing but good about her. She was a badass, she, but she was a nice person. And she was legitimately tough. Um, let me try to think back then another. Jazz, you remember Jazz? I remember Jazz. Uh, Kendra, go, jumping on this. Name, name some female wrestlers you think are great. I'm going to go more modern, since that's just me. I mean, I agree with Lita. Um, Lacey Evans. Um, trying to think. <laughs> I had my list and I lost it. One, you didn't mention Charlotte Flair. I was, I was going to get to her. You knew I was going to. Um, and probably uh, Alexa Bliss. Ooh. Okay, let's hold on. We're, we're jumping the gun a little bit. Um, awesome Kong, remember her? No, see, what well, you have to understand is my father only watched men's wrestling. He he really didn't start getting into the female wrestlings until he saw like the Nitro Girls. My father, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? 
I started getting into right, the well, fem- female wrestling when they started when they when they were coming out. Changing the subject real quick. Yep. A wrestler besides Ric Flair is a mayor in a town in Tennessee. Kane, right? Yeah. Could you just imagine that conversation to his wife? He gets up, picks her by the throat, chokes her through the table, saying, "Hey, wife, I'm going to be mayor." That can you imagine that? Like when he signs a signs a new bill, signs the bill through the desk. <laughs> I, Kane's awesome. I, I have a lot of fun to respect Kane. He actually, you okay. know, uh, 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 just just getting outside of that. Kane is really a nice yeah, guy. In real life, he he's, does seem like a nice guy. He's he a really like great a guy, person. and he, he was doing. You've got to think. Remember, go ahead. He was doing a thing behind the scene, and he, um, when Vince asked him, you know, how would he feel to be playing a dentist, and he kind of gave Vince that look, like I don't want to be a dentist. Remember, I want to be a big red machine. Yeah, I do. Doctor Isaac Yankum. Right. Anyways, okay, I'm done. All right, back to the women. Um, real back quick. to the women. I'm trying to think of some more. Uh, Gail Kim, one of the best wrestlers of all time. Yeah, but... Without a doubt. Okay, see, this is what I'm... I'm kind of confused on Gail Kim, right? She shows up, right? She wins the title. Yeah. She disappears. She comes back for a couple matches, and then she leaves again. What the hell happened? I... I don't. I'm not really sure about what happened with her career, but I know that um, she she was in WWE, she was in Impact, and she could just she wasn't like the pretty blonde, you know. She actually wrestled. Right. That's when it really started to change. I'm not saying there weren't some like Trish Stratus was a great wrestler, but at first she had she was going through some rough. She was rusty, but after a while she became really really good. Right. Um, like you mentioned a little while ago, Mickey James. Go ahead, Kendra. Beth Phoenix. Are we not going to mention that? Beth Phoenix. There you go. She's got a good point. I forgot about Beth Phoenix. I'm sorry. My bad. Okay. No. There's I'm, a lot we forgot. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Molly Holly. Remember her? I forgot about her. See? There's a lot of them we forget about. Um... I'm going to say one now that's not WWE. Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard is the Impact World Champion. She's the first woman to ever win the World Championship in Impact Wrestling. Really? Yep. And she, she's, she's a tough son of a gun. Um, who else? Bailey. You got it. Bailey, Sasha Banks. You know who I'm going to say next, Conor Russell. Well, who am I? Oh, Becky? No. I disagree with you on that. Wow, she kind of don't think Becky Lynch. I hate Becky Lynch. I hate Becky Lynch. I'm sorry to say it, but I'm kind of sick of her reign right now. Um, she hasn't been cutting any good promos recently from what I've seen. How... And Morgan comes in at the right timing. How... Right, Morgan's here. Morgan, how... who's your favorite female wrestler? Hold on one sec, Brian. Hold on. Who's your favorite female wrestler, Morgan? We couldn't hear you. We couldn't hear you. Come on, you gotta get closer to the mic. I don't know, I don't know. Either Becky Lynch or Shayna Baszler. So that's a good one. Shayna Baszler is a good one. 
Now, what were you going to say, Brian? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Ivy. Ivory, remember her? Ivory, yes. She was... And Victoria. She, oh, my God. Victoria was a great wrestler. She was she great. Was really, really good. Yeah, she wrestled for a while. Ivory was a great wrestler. Um, Shayna Baszler, Morgan, that's a good one. Morgan just put... She's really on fire right now. Yeah. Same with Rhea Ripley. Um, talking about... Okay. Hold on. Um, we'll go. We'll go up to date because I think it's great that the women are on par with the men finally. Because remember back in the day, they were just like Sunny and Sable. They were just there. They were just there to look pretty. Deal. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And that's why you can thank like Lita. You can thank um, Mickey James, Trish Stratus, and all them who I could actually wrestle. Yeah. You know. That's why I didn't. I was not a fan of Tori Wilson. I was not a fan of Stacey Keebler. Oh, that's right. So, well, yeah, because I'll, I'll, Stacey Keebler couldn't wrestle. All of it was good. To, what the only thing she had for her was her long legs. Yep. Yeah, I just I didn't. Oh, like her. I know I a wrestler. I know a wrestler why? that you and I totally forgot. Ooh. Wild man, Mark Merrill. Yeah, he he used to be called Johnny B. Bad back in the day. Yes, he was. Let's see, but we can't talk crap about Sable because she's uh, with Brock Lesnar now. He might he might beat us up. Yeah, I read that he married her. Yeah, is she more she's like a trophy true. wife or something? I I don't know. Because I know she sued Vince McMahon back in the day. Yeah, for sexual harassment. Was it for that? Oh, I, mate, it probably was. But who else? Who else are you forgetting, Kendra? Dakota Kai. I know you don't know who that is, but Tegan Knox. There's a lot, but there's you know, Wow. What'd she say? Go ahead, Kendra. Bianca Belair. Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. I, I'm i going to make a bold prediction. Usually when I make these predictions, it backfires and bites me in the ass. But I am predicting by the end of next year, Bianca Belair will be either the SmackDown or Raw Women's Champion, at least during her what time. Oh, well, Kendra wants to talk about it. There's some un, like people that are very deserving of titles right now that have not received them. Tamina has not received anything. Lacey Evans has not received anything. Bianca has not received anything. So it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. So Counter's got a good point there. Say, so, hey, brother, as soon as I'm done doing this editing, I'm going to send it to you and you can send it to our wrestling group so we can get more people. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because I know they're going to have their own input on it. Right. Um, so, um, so, but what, are you going to close this off, Brian? Or? We're going to close this off because I have to be at work in two minutes to do Grubhub, and I really don't, oh. don't really think that you guys want to podcast while I'm trying to serve people their food. Why not? That'd be cool. That would be. We're talking about John Cena. Enjoy your meal. (laughs) Yes, enjoy your meal. Have a great one. Thank you. Actually, uh, we have to wrap this up because 
we only have a minute of an hour. So. Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you, Brian. We're definitely going to do number three here really, really soon. Thank I can't you, Kendra. wait. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you, Walt and Morgan. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, all right, Brian, I'm going to hold you some more time. Take care, everybody. You, you too. Bye. Bye.